Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how's it going? Oh, it's wonderful. Great day today. It, that it is. That it is. I've actually, I have my window open today. There's, there's literally birds singing outside. That's how wonderful the day it is today. <laughs> you know, one of the best times I ever had working was when I went over to the Big Island and, you know, early in the morning, because of the time difference, I'm starting super early in the morning, Hawaii mm. time. Right. And I just go out to Lanai with my laptop, with my coffee, and the birds are just coming up right to the lanai and they're singing they're chirping i'm looking out at the ocean i'm going this is paradise i can't imagine how anybody doesn't want to work this way yeah right well you know, you know what, what i've started doing so i'm taking uh we have a train here uh and it's like they call it they used to call it the wine train because they literally like they serve like wine on the train you know yeah <laughs> yeah but uh they they've, they've stopped doing that because of covid unfortunately but it's still like these beautiful views as you're going through sonoma and marin county here in uh, california and i'm looking out i'm seeing like deers running through like this these big patches of grass and like uh, ducks and all the like just all this cool stuff as i'm driving through and i'm sitting there i'm on a train and I'm like, what do I want to do? I want to write. <laughs> like it's, there's oh. something like, I don't know what it is about being on a train, but it like makes me just, I want to write something. I want to figure, you know, like, so I save now all of my writing projects for the train and I, I only get 20 minutes. So it's short, you know, which is great too, right. but 20 right. minutes twice a day, I'm doing some sort of like writing of something just because it's so much fun. It just feels it just feels uh, like the thing to do. I don't know. I don't know what that is, but it's very inspiring. That's what I was going to say. Is is it the train that's inspiring you? Is it seeing the nature going by you? Is it just watching the other people going to work? Like, what is it about that that inspires you so much? I, you know, I've been trying to figure. Maybe I should write about that. But I've been trying to figure that out. Like, what is it? <laughs> and you know, I mean, there's this whole thing, you know, of of people like you know, books on trains, things like that, right? Like, uh, think back to you know various novels i'm not i'm not writing the 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 next great novel i'm writing you know descriptions for podcasts and social posts and things like that but it's like it, there's something i don't know i don't know what it is I, I can't quite figure that out but it's just so inspiring on there and interestingly i i, I started to you know think about that and i was looking around i don't see a whole lot of other people writing everybody else is just you know playing whatever random new game on their phone well, like well hopefully like, they're listening to our out. podcast you Hopefully know what? Let's, they're listening let's go to DIY. <laughs> they should be. If they're not, you know, if they're going to work, they should be getting inspired by listening to this yeah. podcast right now. You know what I need? I need a, a DIY for business a hat. I gotta, I gotta throw that on or T-shirt or something. Uh, subscribe now. Big QR code on the back. I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of of books, uh, you know, some people write books, uh, business owners, you know, for their legacy. Some people write them for leads. There's a lot of various reasons to write a book that could help out your business or just, you know what, it's something to leave behind for the kids, something to leave behind that you know that, hey, I did this, right? I've, I've thought about doing that at some point. Um, and um, I don't know. I think mine's going to be more more comedy <laughs> in my career. <laughs> well, you, but, you uh, talk so much about improv. I don't know how you improv a book. I know, right? I don't know how I'm going to do that. I guess just whatever the first draft is, just put it out there. <laughs> well, we have a guest today, and we can ask Andrew Dupi, who is the chief sales officer for Leaders Press. We can ask him if there's a possible way 
to do improv in a book. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hey guys, how are you doing today? They're doing good. Doing Thanks great. For joining us. Great. Uh, so yeah, it, it, writing writing a book for your business. Uh, well, actually, before we get into that, let's let's hear a little about uh, about you, Andrew. Tell us tell us what you do and and uh, why you do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, as, as uh, Greg said, I'm the chief sales officer for Leaders Press. So, and I'm actually transitioning to chief relationship officer, which is going to be kind of more business facing, uh, which is why I'm here <laughs> with a okay. uh, little bit of the more PR side of the business that, right. that we're doing. So I'm usually the first person that uh, a lot of people come to when they're actually looking to start writing the book process. So when they get to me, they're asking the question, well, how do I do this? What what are the packages that you have that might be able to help me? What are your processes like? You know, I'm up to here. I'm underwater. How do I actually do this? So my job was in is to explain that to them and to find the right book package that we have to actually help them get from just having something up here to something in their hand on the page. That's so fascinating because I would think there's a large percentage of population that have an idea, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they want to try to get that idea out there and share it with people to help people. But very few people probably understand what the process is. So talk people through that process. Once they meet with you, what are some of the steps that you walk them through? When someone comes to us, the vast majority of them are in a position where they don't have the time to sit down and write, or they don't feel they have the ability to sit down and write. So what they want from us is a process in which they can actually write the book, find a way to write the book, and to get all the other heavy lifting done on the side because everyone that has done self-publishing realizes that it's not just writing the book, it's a whole lot of other things. And with us, we become kind of the one-stop shop in which we have a process they can go through that gets all of that done. So an author for us that's coming to us and saying, I want the book written, uh, he or she is going to spend their time doing interviews instead of sending their time in front of a keyboard and writing for eight hours a day. And those interviews are going through a professional project manager who writes, helps write books all the time, going through a ghostwriter that we have that's in-house that's then going through and polishing it, getting it done, and going through the editing process as well. So someone that's coming with us, instead of having to actually sit there and do the entire thing, has uh, professionals helping them with the idea and has professionals writing it, has professionals editing it, and then has all the bonuses of being also with a publisher that can then get the book distributed, put it in the bookstores, get on Amazon, the things they need to do. I would think, is it easier now to, to get a book published, to, to get that out there because of self-publishing and all of the options? It's very easy. Uh, it's, it's so easy that pretty much anybody can do it. Uh, <clears throat> the problem is, are you going to do it right? Mm, and right. with self-publishing... Mm-hmm you can do it very wrong just from the simple fact that you don't realize how much you have to do to make it work. And you may get a book out there uh, and you may sell six copies. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. and in fact, I, I read a statistic that in nonfiction sales in the United States, because of uh, the prevalence of self-publishing, uh, the average yearly nonfiction book sold is, uh, I think, 250 copies a year. That's how far the average has come down just on how few people that are going into the uh, business on the bottom and self-publishing are able to actually get out and get in front of their audience. I also think of things like Scribd 
and you know places where you can kind of just post a PDF and and share that. Is that did you do you recommend that as kind of a start or is that something that, that um, is probably a bad idea? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't. But I, obviously, my recommendation and is if you're serious about doing it and you're serious about writing a book, start looking into the ways in which you can actually get help. Even if you're not going to come to a business like ours that's going to be a one-stop shop, um, there's a lot of things out there that you can start doing to, to both educate yourself uh, about how the process works or even educate yourself in the writing process. And I say this not just speaking out of thin air. I talk literally every day to CEOs, entrepreneurs uh, who want to write a book, have written a book. You know, we're, we're doing a summit right now where we're talking to a lot of entrepreneurs that have uh, made money off of their books in ways other than just sales. And when I ask them the question about previous books they've done, you know, what was the one thing you could have done better? What was the one thing you wanted to do and uh, that you recommend? I would have gotten help. <laughs> <laughs> to make it easier to get us done, I would have gotten some help. Uh, yeah. Well, I would think the support is such a, a big deal that you are looking for from your publisher because I talk to a lot of different authors and they're saying, well, I have a book, but I'm putting it out in front of different publishers and we're trying, I'm trying to figure out, you know, right. who's going to pick them up, right? Who's going to pick the book up and which one they're going to go with. How does somebody actually go through the process of picking a publisher? Yeah, that's, you're, you're going to have to decide what kind of publisher you want first off. Uh, the process that you were describing there, Greg, is, is what we would call traditional publishing. So that is where you write the book or have some, a ghostwriter write it for you, and then you start shopping it to different publishing houses. Um, when you're in that situation, you're pretty much, unless you're a big name, going to have to not really pick a publisher, but see who picks you. <laughs> it's really right. more, you're, you're more auditioning for them than the other way around. And that's actually one of the reasons why a lot of our clientele did not use the traditional path because they're also surrendering a lot of rights. So you have to think to yourself, if I am a entrepreneur who's going to write a book about my particular sales methodology that I want to copyright, um, do I want to surrender part of that to a publisher? And a lot of them don't. And so that's, one way to get published and the advantage to that is that the publisher pays you rather right. than the other way around right but the disadvantage to that is that uh, th that's an advance and you're rarely going to burn through that through your royalties in nonfiction right now um and yeah there's the problem of rights with us or with publishers like us which would be the hybrid publishing model at that point, yes, as a writer, you are picking your publisher. You are looking and seeing what kind of publisher that you're going to pay for to actually come in and be able to uh, help you get your book both written and out. And in that situation, you have to basically look at who, what each publisher specializes in. Uh, someone who would, let's say, is a coach and a consultant that already is starting their podcast and wants to uh, have something that connects to their social media, they'd probably look at a company like ours because that's what we specialize in, that kind of business books. So we've, we've talked a bit about the how. Let, let's talk about the why. Why would somebody want to do this? Oh, I mean, there's a myriad of reasons. Uh, one of the most basic ones and, and one of the ones that we really started out with uh, that kind of drove us was just the concept of leaving a legacy. Having a book that tells your story and that tells it to future generations. 
there's a lot of catharsis for an entrepreneur, whether they're close to their exit or have already done so, to be able to actually pass down that story of, you know, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? Is repeat my successes, avoid my mistakes. So that's one way, and that is very popular. But I would say the most popular reason that we have to write a book is to brand yourself. Uh, in nonfiction, you want to make a brand for yourself. You want to make a brand for your business. You want it to be more than just the business that you run. You want that business to start being about you and about your vision. So with that, you can begin to build your brand with a book, and you can use that book to lead business towards you. Because with a book, you're replacing your business card. You mm. don't hand your business card out anymore. You hand out your book. And that book then begins to become what it defines you in the eyes of people that you're trying to reach, whether they're potential clients, business partners, uh, whatever. And so that authority building that you have by having that is, I believe, invaluable for someone that wants to uh, especially branch into being an expert and a coach. It's so funny that you're saying this, Andrew, because I fit both of those scenarios. And, I, and I've never shared this on our podcast before, but let's go to break. When we come back, I, I want to share what my thoughts were because it's really evolved over time. And this podcast has something to do with it. So we'll be right back. We're back with Andrew Doobie, the Chief Sales Officer of Leaders Press uh, on DIY for Business podcast with Russ and Greg. Please check us out on thebestbusinessnetwork.com or electricast.com. You can find a lot of great business shows on the Best Business Network, as well as all types of genres on Electricast. So before we went to break, I was telling uh, both Andrew and you Russ. teased I, us. <laughs> a little bit of a tease, a little bit of a tease, because it, it was, I mean, when Andrew was telling me about the different motivations that entrepreneurs and business owners have, I fall into that boat. I am an entrepreneur. I've started multiple businesses. I have the current business that I'm working on right now uh, for 21 years, almost 21 years now. And part of what I do every day is I help business owners, right? I help them with their business on the sales, the marketing, just a lot of different areas. Russ and I have been doing that for a lot of years. And for the longest time, I thought, I'm going to write a book at some point because I want to be able to help businesses, right? I, I've learned so much in working with all, I mean, over 200 different types of industries that I know I could help businesses with everything that I've gained. I just need to get it down on, on paper, right? And share that right. knowledge. So that's kind of one of the motivations you're talking about. And then my podcast with Russ here and DIY for Business came along. I'm going, whoa, now I'm actually getting those lessons not on paper, but through our podcast. And I'm kind of building the legacy with DIY for Business now. And then, as it's evolved <laughs> even more, as we've gone further and further with the podcast, I'm going, no, this really needs to be in a book again, right? I've kind of gone through <laughs> the different stages because one of the things that you said is leaving a legacy. And I want my business to go on much further than when I'm active in my business, right? I, I want it to last for the next you know, 100 years or so. So I think having the book will actually help brand the company as well as leave that legacy when people aren't listening to podcasts anymore. I don't know when that is or, or you know, they just can't find this podcast. So 
I've kind of gone through the three different stages. Is that something that a lot of other business owners get through? Yes, they do. Um, in fact, that's one of the reasons why coming to us is actually such a good idea because we have a lot of business owners that come to us and they don't know what they want in that situation. They like they, they, they say the same thing as you. It's like, I really want to leave a legacy. I really want that legacy book. But man, I also really feel like I want to do something that's just laser focused on, yeah. on, on putting whales in seats for me and just yeah. go really mercenary. Um, <laughs> and, and that's that's and that that's something they're juggling with absolutely. I would say that when we talk to someone like that, we find that the book that most of them want to write is that legacy book. That's what they want to write. Uh, the book that many of them need to write is that lead generation piece that kind of becomes their, their crux of their business Bible. Um, we and There can be a mix of those two. Even a, any legacy piece has some passive lead generation in it. So you know, that, again, is another reason why you would want help and guidance, because when you have someone that has that juggle in their mind, I want the, do I want this or that? do I want this, if they sat down and wrote that themselves, they're going to have a disjointed mess book that they're going back and forth and they don't and it may not ever even get finished. But when they come to somebody like us, you get an accountability partner and you get experts that begin to drive you in the direction that you're going to produce the book you want. That's, you know, so, okay, uh, here's what I'm thinking now. Time, right? Like, how, how do you find the time to do this? Because, all right, I'm, I'm writing, like I said, uh, you know, 20 minutes, 40 minutes a day is, is basically what I'm, what I'm trying to do. Um, and if I was writing a book, <laughs> I feel like, okay, well, there's my 10-year plan, <laughs> 40 minutes a day for the next 10 years, yeah. and maybe I can have this thing done. It's, it's a lot of time. And energy to put this together are, are, is that like, are they on their own doing this? How, how do you, how do you find yeah. that time to, to get that done? Yeah. With, when you're going to be working with us, we actually, that's the advantage of working with us when you're an author um, that has very little time because with us, you're going down to spend, instead of spending 40 minutes a day or eight hours a day, sitting down at your computer writing, you're doing one hour interviews a week for about 12 to 15 weeks. So those one-hour interviews is how we actually begin to craft that book. So the rest of that time they can use to either you know go over questions, do whatever. But it, it's much less time to actually get the writing process done. Mm -hmm. And when you're working with us too, they don't have to worry about getting the distributor. They don't have to worry about getting it marketed. They don't have to worry about all of the little things that if they're doing it themselves would also be something that would eat up a lot of the time. How do you deal with? Um... I guess we uh, we'll we'll say imposter syndrome, right? Like that that uh, am I really an expert in this? Should I be writing a book on this? How do you how do you get your clients past that point? Yeah, that that is really common too. Um, that's one of the main obstacles outside of of time that people have to writing a book because once they sit down and start writing it, they feel like I don't really have the authority. To do this and my answer to them is always the same it doesn't matter if there are 10,000 books on your subject there's only one book on your subject by you and your experiences you yourself every single entrepreneur is unique every single one of their journey has something that somebody can learn something from and if you're asking the question am I the expert well the very fact that you're sitting in front of me and, and talking to me means that you think you are <laughs> you just want me to tell you that too <laughs> that's true yep 
you know, have <laughs> I'm going to take it from a different angle, kind of the same subject, though. Have you ever been or your company ever been approached by somebody that, you know, has an idea, has a book and it's just lousy? And you, guys, and you guys look at that and go, no, I don't know what to do with this. This is just you don't have to good. mention names. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there have been there have been a few, um, and, and that is it. That there, as a publisher, even a hybrid publisher, we do have to vet uh, books that come to us. So, if it is a book idea that is completely and totally outside of our wheelhouse, or is just a lousy idea, um, we will either have to say, "Well, if you want to work with us, let's we're going to have to throw this whole thing out and start over." Oh wow! <laughs> or yeah. yeah, we we'll we'll refer to you to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, will you ever try to like just okay if we take this idea and we go this direction with it? Can you work with that and kind of give them a whole bunch of different ideas to make it a better? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. It, and that that is and that is what uh, we prefer to do with someone that maybe just has an okayish idea. But w- when we're looking at their business, we're looking at their experiences. We start doing the interviews. We begin to realize that they have something that they can really start hitting on. That's going to improve the book. We can absolutely take it in different directions. All right. So you know, if you're publishing books, you've got to know some great books that yeah and that's one of the things that i feel like you know over the years i've i've read so many fantastic business books um we'll talk about some of some of mine uh, and we'll talk about some of yours but first we take a short break we'll be right back Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business. It's Russ and Greg with you. You can go check out our website, DIYforbusinesspodcast.com. See all of our past episodes, all of our past guests, and our current guest even. This this one, it's on there right now. That's how that has all works out. It's really simple. Uh, we just press a button and it's there. <laughs> See? Automation, Greg. <laughs> I can't f- quite figure out how to automate the book writing process, though. That that That's not working. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's know. Coming. I think that one might it's be on coming. me. I'm sure it is. Have you seen there's there's these AI generated uh, things that you like putting like landing page you can you can put in a couple of keywords and it'll AI generate content for that landing page. It is driving me crazy. <laughs> it's it's the, the what it what generally what these write. It's just so bad. It's so far away. So I, I don't think uh, that would be my way to automate, but I don't think there's a way to do that. <laughs> just give it a year. Just give it a year. The AI is going to learn. Yeah. Couple AI years, technology will learn exactly. Uh, but there's so many great non-AI written books out there. Uh, I, I kind of mentioned that hey, you, you deal with books all the time, uh, Andrew. So maybe you should tell us some of the some of the good ones. What are what are some of the books that we should maybe check out? All right, absolutely. Uh, I would feel like if you want to start with us, uh, our library, I would look at uh, Design to Win by Po Chung. He's the co-founder of DHL International. That is a really good legacy piece book. And it's really mm-hmm. fascinating um, because uh, there's a lot of that. We know about uh, how, how they found the DHL in the U.S. Uh, uh, Mr. Chung goes very heavily into how they branched into Southeast Asia. And it's a fascinating read. Um, we have uh, Two Blue by Dennis Andrews. That's another really good legacy piece that I would recommend. Uh, the story of his early days at IBM and the creation of the PS2. Uh, that is, uh, yeah, early uh, early Silicon Valley uh, material. Uh, and if you want to read a good lead generator, just something that is directly focused on building that, I would think Next Level Selling by Tom Fagro. 
would be my recommendation. Uh, Tom's methodology of sales in there that he puts, uh, Pam, is something I use every day now. <laughs> and it is uh, at a great read. Nice. Now, Tom, Tom's going to love hearing that. <laughs> oh, and, and a little one that just came out this week, uh, a book called Don't Buy the Watch by Andrew Doopy. I hear that was getting some good reviews. Hey. Hey. Right. <laughs> that one could be good. I think I've heard of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, what, what about you? What's What was your one of your top uh, business books? Well, recently I've been trying to uh, read the books from our fellow podcasters on uh, the Best Business Network. So a couple yeah. of our different podcasters, Polly Campbell is an author, uh, John Rennie is an author. So mm -hmm. I've been I've been reading their books. John's more on the leadership side. He's got a, a few books. He's got a new one out that's kind of a little bit of a workbook that you do every single day for 15 minutes. Wonderful, wonderful book. Highly recommend checking that out. Polly has more things that gets me more on the, the emotional, mental, psychological mm -hmm. side mm -hmm. to be better at business. I mean, she's fantastic. She's got a couple of books out. So I've been kind of gravitating more towards our fellow podcasters and yeah, yeah. it helps me understand kind of their motivation for podcasting in their show. So there you go. Right. <laughs> well, my, my favorite book, it's not been written yet, but uh, it's by Greg Louie. Uh, oh, it's, coming. It's, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming someday. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I actually, it's funny you mentioned the uh, uh, Polly, for instance, um, she has an audio book as well of, of one of her books. So I just downloaded that and uh, that's going to be one of my uh, things that I'm listening to while I'm, while I'm on the train there or, you know, uh, like walking, walking to work, things like that. So uh, uh, check out that if, if you're in the audio book side of things, I'm going to say, and I, I don't know if I'd exactly call this a business book, um, but the subtle art of not giving a blank. Uh, we, we try to not get the E um, Mark Manson. <laughs> I, I'm actually rereading that right now. I feel like that book, someone inspired me to jump back into podcasting. So it, it, it had that effect because it's like, you know, talking about, hey, do something you care about. Don't care about the, the things that you, you, you shouldn't have to care about. Do something you care about. Care about that. And kind of don't give a about everything else. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let I throw that out there. I've never talked about that on the show. So you, 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 went, you revealed something. Now I revealed that. Yeah. That, that that book helped me uh, lead over to this podcasting thing. So, Andrew, I got, you know, I'm a businessman, right? And Russ says, I'm coming out with this book. He's pushing me right now. So he, exactly. I'm, I'm going to have to get Make it happen, out. Greg. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, make it be. So, you know, if I came to you with this idea, like what kind of, I don't know, what, what should I expect as far as, am I going to make any money off of this? Or is this strictly just to generate some leads for my business, the legacy thing? you know, or can I really make some money off of this book? Yeah, that is a very, very common question, obviously. And the answer to that is, uh, yes, you can make money off of the book, but you have to think about it in a little bit of a non-traditional way. Um, many people think about books, they think about uh, royalties. They're like, I, I get uh, the book gets sold, I get a percentage of that, that's the primary way in which I make money on books. It isn't really in nonfiction because book sales and nonfiction are a lot lower than fiction. And it's when you're talking about coming in and saying, I'm going to invest to have this book, it's really hard to burn through what you're going to invest upfront in a book to actually have it written and done in just pure royalties alone. What really becomes the effective way to make money off of these books <clears throat> is how you can integrate it into your business. 
it is how you're going to be able to use that to brand yourself and make sales or make connections or get bookings towards you that you would not have gotten otherwise. So it's just as a, as a lead generation piece in, in a sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, I mean, it, 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 yeah. No, I was just going to ask it. So do business owners, you know, have, you know, thousands of these books published and then they're sending it out to potential clients and saying kind of these are our concepts and, and if you come with us, you know, this is what we're going to help you with. You can do that. Uh, there's actually a lot of different ways in which you can mobilize that book to help you. Uh, sending it out to clients is one way. And I've talked to a lot of them that absolutely just did that. They would buy their books at cost and send them out to their lists. Um, however, the other ways in which you can get attention to your book and be able to use it are the uh, getting it into bookstores, being able to actually say that you have that kind of distribution, being able to segue that into speaking, being able to segue that into mm -hmm. consulting, people coming to you and asking for your help. It, being able to market it as well, where it's an Amazon bestseller and it pops on the front page and you actually have people that are buying it you're going to start branching into the categories through Amazon where you want your readership to be. And in that way, you're getting passive leads. You're getting people that are calling you that you're not just mailing it out to directly. You're getting people calling you that you would have never met otherwise. Mm -hmm. I like that too. I didn't think about that. It, it creates reason, you know, reason to contact somebody, send them this book, reason to do yep. a podcast interview. Um, reason to do, you know, speaking reason to do a Ted talk, it like creates all of those things. So you're expanding out. And then of course that's yeah. potentially bringing in leads for you as well in all those other areas. Yeah. And, it, and it's more than just reason because it, it does create reason, but then it also creates something that comes right back the other way and is your central point for all of those things that you have the reason to make. So if you have mm -hmm. a reason to make a book, a podcast off a book, well, those things are bouncing back and forth and sending to each other to, to each place. And then that branches and branches and branches from there. Mm -hmm. And that's also important as to why you want help to write a book that's going to do that. Because when you're talking to experts that have done this all the time, they know how to structure the book to begin to get those hooks that are going to bring in the fish. Right. Right. Yeah, I would think it's sort of like building, you know, building a website, you know, or building, you know, doing something else that maybe it's not your focus. It's not your area of expertise. It's like, okay, why do it yourself? Like maybe get somebody else to kind of help you that knows what they're doing so that you're not spending all your time just, uh, you know, whatever playing code, you know, so this would be the same thing. You're not trying to figure out how to market your book or get it onto the bestseller lists of Amazon or get it, you know, distributed in all these different ways. Like going to somebody for that is, um, probably going to save you a lot of time and energy. Yeah yeah. 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 We've been talking a lot about nonfiction. Does your company also work with fiction? We have begun to branch into it, but I wouldn't say that that is something that we're directly doing now. Um, it's a very different world with fiction. With fiction, you're not going to have ghostwriters. People are going to be bringing you manuscripts. So at that point, it becomes even more, even though we are a traditional publisher, much more of a vetting process when you're going to get fiction, because even as a non-traditional publisher, we still will have to reject some of those manuscripts from time to time. And way more of them, I would sure, be sure, in fiction than nonfiction. Yeah. I got a quick follow-up question. You, you mentioned ghostwriters a few times. Uh, does the ghostwriter have to be really knowledgeable about the topic that they're working with, with the, you know, the writer? Not really, because the writer is a knowledgeable one. 
Um, the, the ghost writer is just writing the material that they're being sent and putting it in the voice of the author. So what the writer needs to be knowledgeable in is how to write and how to write like somebody else. And that's the best skill of a ghostwriter is being able to pick up on what someone is saying and put it in a voice that sounds like the author and that the author is comfortable with representing themselves. Um, but yeah, so the expert is the author. The author is the one that brings us the research. The author is the one that is the person that is in the field. So uh, if they're not an expert, then there's nothing the ghostwriter can do to help punch that up. Right. right. And you mentioned these interviews that you do with the writers, you know, once a week or whatever for an hour. Who's doing the interview? Is it the ghostwriter doing the interview? Or is it the who, who is the interview with? The way that we set everything up is we set it up with a project manager. So the project manager is the person that is overseeing the entire project of publishing, which in this case would take about 10 months. And it, the project manager's job is to do the interviews, to uh, manage the author, to see what they're to, to see where they are in the time frame while at the same time making sure everything else is being done like the cover is being set up uh they're getting distribution done with our partner simon and schuster uh we are getting uh the book printed properly everything is being handled so the project manager is watching uh from a helicopter view all of the things so if somebody's uh listening to this podcast like okay this is this is maybe the way for me to go what's what's their f steps like how do they get towards uh authoring this book absolutely just come to leaderspress.com uh we have up front there is a free copy of outsource your book that you can get and read that is our book that is about our methodology and why we do what we do and at the bottom of the page you can take a look at our packages and opt in for a short quiz uh, that short quiz will ask you a few questions that will lead you to a call with us uh, once you take a couple of calls you may be able to talk to me and see what we can do to get something put together um, so it's a fairly short fairly easy process awesome and is there a way that they can reach directly out to you uh, absolutely. My email is on the website, but if they need to, it's andrew.doopy at leaderspress.com. All right. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, guys. It was a real pleasure being here today. Thanks a lot, Andrew. And thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and Electrocast Media. The subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. All of the information provided is opinion-based, and you might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your company to succeed, and we also are happy to take your questions. We would also love to hear your suggestions for future episodes. If there's an area where you need solid business advice or help, let us know. We might be able to build an entire episode around it, just head over to our website, diyforbusinesspodcast.com. Fill out the form there and that goes right to us. There's like not a bunch of people. It's it's us. <laughs> We'll be able to, to get to us right away. Uh, we also love talking to business owners. So if you would like to be on the show or just, you know, learn a little bit more about something, feel free to chat with us on our website or reach out to us even on LinkedIn. Uh, we thank you for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, where you are not alone. <laughs>